0: Uh, The boy's officially a victorious gambling man. (laughs) Uh, Your boy won five times the amount he betted, and that means I won $25. (laughs) After spending $67 of money that's not mine, (laughs) I I basically took out a loan, and uh, now... I felt like this app's going to close me out, and they're going to be like, leave me alone. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, Yeah, no, I'm definitely one day, I'm already manifesting uh, when I spend uh, thousands of dollars. Because I know I'm going to be so good at this gambling thing that I'm going to have a nice big old house, and then I'm going to lose it all in two months because... There's a reason why, like, when you think about how this gambling stuff works, there's no way these businesses are profitable if everyone's winning. Like, there's a bunch of losers out here. There's only a few winners. I'm trying to be one of those winners, but it's kind of goes against all my beliefs of because I want to raise people up. You know, I want to, you know, uh, uplift people. But the only way you actually win at this is if a lot of people lose. I don't want to see people lose, but you know sometimes uh, for every loss, there's a winner winner chicken dinner. Oh Jesus! And that's why my ankles are getting thinner, which I've never understood. Like the whole, like really, like you know they, they call it cankles, but really, if a thick girl has some thick ankles, I'd like to say she's a thankle. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll take it to the bankle when I win this big old money, baby. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins better score more than 18 tomorrow. Um, Alright, welcome to episode 192 <laughs> of the Off and View podcast with Clint Nelson. I am your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties, Ah, Jesus, I need to get back on that. Um, (laughs) Just imagine if I could just go around and be like, as a, like, kind of like a complimentary, like on the house. It's like, hey, you mind if I just nibble on the tit, you know, get my daily fix in? Um, Like, what if, like, you know, everyone has their daily fix. Some people have coffee. Guilty. What if I replaced it and I got the same satisfaction from sucking on a nip. It could be a random stranger's nip. It doesn't even have to be of the opposite sex nip. So, like, what if, like, well, you probably got a, is that like a sex addiction problem? I mean, we have gambling addiction hotlines. Why can't we have a suck sucking the nip hotline? Like, ah, you know, I was just thinking of, I don't know, like, we obviously, all girls have hair on their nipples. But, like, it's kind of odd if I actually taste the nipple of a girl's hair on the nipple. I'm trying to follow my own logic here. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, look, I've had my nip sucked a few times in my long, adulterous life. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know. A little hair full, you know, tortoise in the hair. Because, you know, I'm a slow roller. Um <laughs> Can you imagine if you bowled with a tortoise? Like, actually bowled a tortoise down the alley. Like, hmm, that's not the type of gutter I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, well, just, uh if you're ever on the line of whether to leave a girl or not, I'd be like, hey, you have two options. Let me go in the gutter or... Uh, you know, let me bounce on it like Flupper, um, because <laughs> I'm nothing but mucus, baby. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't even know what I'm talking about now. I, I, I actually, speaking of, uh, I, so this past week, like they just casually put this in the news. I did. First of all, the horse treatment. With these horse races, speaking of gambling, I probably need to get in the horse race gambling because that's where the fucking money is at. Because no one can quantify that. No one could quantify. It makes no fucking sense when like, and they have the weirdest names. It'll be like, uh, stove top anal thirty eight. You know. They're like, how do they guess? Like, how do you project who's going to win? They're all the same horses. There's no, like, you're not watching. There's not, like, a whole regular season of horse racing. It's, like, all this sketchy stuff, this abuse. They put this 110 pound transvestite on them. And, like, hey, look how light I. Am. Like, they put these four foot eight, barely eligible human being organisms on these horses and they whip them. And we're just like, nah, that's not animal abuse. But. It's like, if, but, apparently, before the Kentucky Derby, literally four horses that were going to compete died, legitimately, like, and they were just like, oh, unfortunate news, four of the horses that were going to uh, qualify and compete for the qualifier, uh, they just, you know, they just died a couple of days, like, you want to talk about inside job conspiracy theory, some people had some money on some things. That's really where it's at. And hey, you know what? If I ever benefit from that, hey, you know, no horsing around, right? <laughs> Woody's Roundup. Um, <laughs> if I had a gambling nickname, it would definitely be Woody's Roundup. Because, boy, uh, this Woody will round up a few bucks. <laughs> a few buckaroos. And... Oh, we got we got a little side piece in the making. <laughs> it's like, oh, let me just get a few scoops of water in my tongue. Because, you know, you've only had all day to drink that same fucking bowl of water. You only want to do shit when I'm not doing shit. Yeah, it's the way the world works. No one wants to do anything until it interferes with your shit. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, partially. Um... <laughs> But yeah, no, these horses, um, I mean, if I jumped on a horse, like the horse probably fall down, like, cause I literally like twice the amount of weight of the people, like the crazy training of weight loss and like cutting and like in shapeness, if you want to call it that, that these horse beaters, I call them because I don't know what they do. Like the horses know where to run yours basically like faster. Faster, faster. No, don't tell me, like, oh, they're really them directions. Like, horses aren't fucking idiots. They know how to go in a circle as fast as possible, all right? And they're just there with a little boom, boom. Um, But, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. I'm going to be... I have a feeling like I'm going to have, like... I'm going to be a gambling millionaire. Like, I, like... Even though that, that goes against everything that I should be doing. But, like, there's something when you win one time, no matter how small it is, it's like, damn, like, this is easy money. Like, I did nothing. I literally went and did whatever day, checked back, and it's like, hey, you said Michael, P, you said Michael Porter would get over six rebounds. Here's 25 bucks. And it's like Oh It's like Why the fuck have a job If you can make Considerable money doing this And if you win 65 to 70% of your bets I actually looked up Actually I think it's if you win 62 of the bets you put in You will technically Be A top 2%er in America, in the world, if you just win sixty two percent of your bets and progressively add more money with what you have, and weigh out the odds, like this is like, I feel like the only reason why this thing more people don't do it is because it's fear. It's just like, oh, gambling's bad. Oh, you don't want gambling addiction. It's like, no, give me this addiction. I need, I need money, I need the money to, to attract me, This st- stick to me like a girl on her period, stick to me, like hot, like you forgot to put the air conditioner on, 88 degrees, like I need that sticky, sweaty, I need that gooky. Like, I need it to be like it's the morning dew before I get some morning wood to you type of feeling. Like, I need this money to stick to me. Like, because, huh, you know how sticky it gets. Hey. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, indeed. That's why honey's like, that's why if you go to a store and buy real fucking honey, it's like 38 fucking dollars. Like, who the fuck are the... I'm sorry, I'm trying to be positive mode, but like, who are we to profit off of bees? Like, shouldn't the bees get a piece of the revenue? Like, it's always fascinated me. One thing is always fascinate me. And it's kind of a serious topic, but when people talk about um, genres and music and they critique genres and music, and it's been brought up recently because Anthony Fantano's is like a big. Hip hop music critic. So and he's white. So it brings up this thing. And I guess I'll connect it to bees. Why do we make money off bees when they're the ones that are doing the work? The only ones that should be consuming and profiting is bees. So why in a predominantly well people say hip hop and R and B's black music? I think it's always kind of weird to say something to black music or something, but the look. The landscape is a landscape. Alright. Robin Thicke is an anomaly in R&B. Everyone else doesn't look like. Robin Thicke. And rap. Yeah. There's a few white dudes that are not bad. But it's predominantly a black genre. And so if you have a YouTube channel. Or if you're like DJ Vlad. Who does interviews. Technically. Should you be making any money. Critiquing something that is not really your space to critique is it really appropriating? are we appropriating bees honey like why like the it's one thing to for us to charge but to charge 38 bucks for the bee movie like why is that the honey? More expensive. Than if I wanted to go watch the B movie. Why is honey more expensive. Than honey nut Cheerios. If I were to put my semen. In a bottle. And put it on the. Tr- and put it on like. The shelves at CVS right. Which I don't know why. But if you ever noticed like. farm phar- Pharmacy places. Like the cell. Like anything that's not medicine is overpriced for no reason like you go get some bubble yubble it's like four bucks you go get some deodorant it's like nine bucks you go get some condoms it's like eh, it's like well we have plan b instead like they just automatically recommend plan b before condoms it's actually easier to find plan b than it is to find condoms um it's kind of it's weird There's actually more commercials for HIV prevention, condom, plan B prevention, than there are actually condoms to advertise. Just thought. Um, But yeah, no, like if I put my semen in a cup, does that mean I should charge it like 45 bucks? Is my semen, is my one kid only worth 45 bucks to you? Shouldn't I get, like, some uh, royalties, like someone that does a sitcom, and they get just non-stop check royalties? Like, that's, that's this weird thing about donating, like, donating your semen or donating your eggs. Like, yes, you get, like, the immediate, like, oh, here's a couple hundred bucks for, you know, pumping in a cup. But, for if that kid lives with, like, a great family, shouldn't they send me, like, a $400, 500 a month check because I'm the reason why they are able to enjoy this great life with a kid that I will never meet, who looks like me, is me, but I don't have to deal with me. Sounds like a good deal. <laughs> Shouldn't I get like those royalties? Not just like, oh, here's the upfront payment. No, I want stock in that kid. I want to create a bond. No pun intended. I'm not really creating a bond, but I want to benefit, like a bell bond. Um, I should be getting, like, it's like an investment. I made an investment because your husband, like, has low testosterone, and I had decent. So, I think I should get, like, a monthly check. Like, it's like a form of child support, but since you couldn't create the child the child support goes to the creator of the child it's kind of reverse child support it's parent support it's adult support and then even when that kid becomes 18 and he has his own bank account i should be getting money from his ass he should be sending me money uh i don't know uh but yeah moral of the story is semen retention um uh, I see men, and they give me too much attention. Um, I actually had a gay dude look at me the other day. I was quite, you know, I'm not going to lie, I was quite like, hmm. I, I felt i felt like a girl when a guy, like, tells them they're pretty, but that's all they do. They don't actually try to pursue, like, ooh, I feel pretty. It's like, damn, I really wish he would have got to know me pretty well. <laughs> oh but yeah but i'm not gay not that i need to say that but it was nice to be like a human being looking at me and be like damn you're fine i could see it in his eyes he never said a word to me but you could tell in the eyes the eyes don't lie um especially on the boy that looks like the boy is mine um the boy is mine the boy is mine um (laughs) and i'm pretty sure he was thinking that um (laughs) We would have needed a lot of sperm donors. Um, (laughs) I'm a fool. Uh, He was definitely a bottom. So I'm in the clear. It doesn't count. Supposedly. It's like the whole. It's like the whole theory. Right. You know, there are actually dudes that justify like, oh, well, if you receive head, you're not gay. It's only when you actually start giving head to dudes. There's a lot of justification that. Not even kidding. Um, They're called mentally ill people. Um, They are called people who... Which word on the street is that typically those who have personal experience with what they would want to be felt would typically know how to give it the most. So it's not crazy to think that gay dudes would probably give the best head. I'll I'll no pun intended, I'll give a hard pass on that. But it makes sense. Like girls will probably eat the cunnilingus off your girl. And that's because they know exactly the eye on the prize. They know what makes the flower go rise. They knows what makes her booty go bam bam. Uh, Fruity Pebbles, um, but Barney, um, (laughs) oh, like, like, come on, like, honestly, I think Fred, Barney, and whoever the fuck their two wives were, I think they were all swingers to be honest. Think about, think about the little Bam Bam, like Bam Bam acts more like Barney than Fred. Either Fred, either Barney actually fucked Fred's wife or Barney's wife fucked Fred. <laughs> because I don't, I don't know who, is Bam, help me out. Is Bam Bam is he is she kid of which one? I forgot. Ah Jesus, what's the point of an audience when they can't help you with this swingers club? I was trying to swing it to you, you're supposed to swing it back. <laughs> yeah. But um Yeah, well, I guess that's why SpongeBob lives in a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> pineapple swinker. Uh it's a suburban joke. Um <laughs> Us. But, yeah. not yeah, like they were definitely swingers, and they were ahead of their time, by the way. Which, actually, I think swinging used to be a real thing back in the day. Um, it was just kind of like a secret society. And besides, you know what? Every married couple has their kink. I know I would have a kink. It would... That sounds weird when you say it like that. Because I'm not really a k- k- kinky guy. But, you know, I let my schlinky get into your binky. And next thing you know, we have a few drinkies and your booties in the sinky. Um... <laughs> Um <laughs> it's like baby why are you cranky? Um <laughs> it's like because you forgot to spank me. Alright, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Alright. But no, like I think every couple has got at least when you get to a certain you gotta at least have the fascination that if like we are capable if we wanted to do this, but we're not going to, um, because you know, self judgment from you know, uh, upper class parents, um, <laughs> but it's like I think there's a lot of couples they would either want to invite someone else or something else, let's just say. Nowadays, fuck, apparently, these sex dolls are off the chain, um. <laughs> Imagine just carrying one on your keychain. Just bringing it in the work. And they're like, what's that? It's like, ah, you know, that's the case. You know, you get a little horny. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's why you. That's why they're always out of toilet paper in the bathroom. All right. Um, <laughs> T.P. Oh, my P needs a little T. Personal therapy. Um, physical therapy. Because they don't give a fuck about you. Um, <laughs> they're basically like Big Sean. I don't give a fuck about you. Little stupid ass foot. Uh, <laughs> and then E4 comes in, It's your foot hurt cause you want your grind. <laughs> uh that's so bad that it looks like it rewinds. Um <laughs> uh, busted baby Busted Baby That song is so cringe. The opening is so weird. Um and then next thing you know, Neo like Neo does not belong on that song. Anytime any song that starts to Busted baby Neo like he's the love Making guy not busted open Guy Um, But yeah What was I talking about (laughs) Uh, I'm busting this whole episode open (laughs) This whole thing needs to be Busted (laughs) Like This is why I don't record after work I'm so fucking tired (laughs) It's alright you know But no like Oh yeah, kinks. Um look, I think I think that's why like Mary or like there's a possibility of like the swinging or the bringing an extra someone in the bedroom or the um or just the idea like here's something I've actually you know I've talked about with previous peeps. And there is actually a fascination of going out. Let's say you're with someone. There's actually a fascination of going out, pretending you don't know that person. You go as two complete strangers and it's like a social enough setting where people in your age range, people who would reasonably approach you or people you reasonably approach in a club lounge setting. And you both go up to other strangers at first, spit game, you know, spit the little thing you got going, and the other partner sees it, and it kind of brings a little fire under their ass to appreciate you um <laughs> no it brings no it brings a fire because sometimes you're together long enough with someone, you know sometimes you lose a spark you 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 lose that real in time feeling, I think that's like when people say they lose like, the spark for someone, it's really, like, you lose that in real life feeling, because sometimes when things become elongated, everything, like, you lose that, that real feeling in real time, and everything you go by is what you think you feel about someone, or how you think you should feel about someone, based off either things they have done for you, or, Things they have been loyal to you. And that's where that loyal term gets a little eh. Because sometimes that loyal... It it blinds the fact that you start doing things based off because of personal guilt that you feel like you need to do right by someone. Compared to what you actually feel from that person in that period of time. So... Damn, went all the- but anyways when you see a six foot five stallion ready to tap your wife's ass that's when you come in and you spit the best fire game you've ever had in your life because only only time the best pressure applies the best out of you and when you feel like your girl might get fucked that night that's when you gotta come in and remind her, who the fuck does this motherfucker think he is? And then, if she sees that some girl, on the flip side, because, you know, let's make it about me. Let's say she sees a fine, let's just say, um, Italian swish kebab looking gal. You know, she's busty. She's got nice shoulders. Shoulders. She's got... Her nails are on fleek. Her eyebrows are ready to be reeked on by your jizz. She's ready to play hide and seek. Rent a hotel room at the Hyatt. In the city. Because you decided to go downtown to rearrange all this shit. To make it feel like it's a... I don't know. um The city type of vibe. And... She is DTF, and I don't mean down to fuck, I mean she is down to fuck your life up, and you're willing to let it happen, and this girl's just all over you, she's touching your face, she's telling you like, man, you know, there's just something about you, it's always that there's something about you, girl, that gets you, I gotta tell you, anytime a girl says something about you, you're like, there is something about me, (laughs) There really is. And you're like, you know what? You goddamn right. And then she, you know, steals your car. Um <laughs> and then you realize there was something about her too. <laughs> and uh it's like, damn, she knows how to drive a stick shift. God damn it. Um, <laughs> um but it's always, like, that's the thing. It works on every guy. It don't matter if you are brokey. It don't matter if you are, quote, unquote, what they call a high value, a high value man. When they tell you that, you forget everything. You forget all the money in your bank account. You're like, damn, I'm more than, I'm more than what I think I am. Because she said there's something about me. It's like, and you're like, man. And then the second, this girl is starting to, like, you know, make you feel like you're the king of the world. And she tells you, I will be the queen. I will be the queen to your castle. You know, when these bitches start using that castle term. I mean, you know. Um, you're done. You're done, though. <laughs> this is always dumb when people talk about I'm the king. She's the queen. It's like, eh, you know. They could kind of change world order, affect gas, oil prices, um, affect resources, cause wars. Like, the only war you're causing is, uh, can I uh, have my screen on brightness tonight? (laughs) Um, But no. So, and then especially when they start playing with your hair, if you have hair, Um, even when you don't. Even if they just pretend you have it. See, the girls that know how to make you feel special. And you know you have no business feeling special in that moment. Like, like, there's nothing special about you. Like, you showed up because you wanted to do something that your wife wanted to do. You know, feel alive again. Because the whole plan was you show up, flirt with other people, kind of get feeling good, get that angst, get that anxiousness. And then it's like you're meeting someone brand new and then you pretend the role play. But then what happens if you actually don't end up uh, getting to the end destination where you two are supposed to talk to each other and pretend and kind of vibe and like getting to know each other again after doing all that? Because what if you're like, you know, this this is actually pretty fun. Um, I don't know if I want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> But let's say hypothetically, you do the right thing, you come back around, and she's sitting up there, oh, here's Clint, how to pick up a lady, or how to pick up your lady again, when you're pretending she's not your lady, um, she's dressed in her red, sleek, valentines, who framed Roger Rabbit outfit, and you go up to her, and you're like, hey. <laughs> I've heard you've been framed And I'm a dangerous man I think we should run away And you can feel dangerous Woman That's <laughs> so bad It's alright I'm not dangerous <laughs> uh, And we'll be fine in China um, <laughs> It's a song god damn it um, <laughs> But no you go up to her She's minding her business. She's stirring her drink, cause the other dude that she was talking to and vibing with, went to the bathroom to freshen up and probably you know harden his dick to, you know, impress. Um, gotta love the fluffers out here. Um, I appreciate the guys who go around and don't fluff it up. Let it be what it is. Um, little fluff puff. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, chances are, if you're a fluffer, you're probably, like, drugging girls, to be honest. Um, I know that's a weird connection, but think about it. Um, but, no, nah, you go up to her while she's stirring her virgin martini because she doesn't drink, which is kind of weird. How is it a virgin martini if there's no alcohol? I don't know. Um, I don't even know what that fucking looks like. But, and you go up to her and you're like, hey... Would you like to Get going and she's like Not really Um (laughs) And You're like oh So Where are you from And she's like oh Jesus Another where are you from guy And you're like Cause um I'm from the slums (laughs) And uh I'm a slumdog millionaire. And she's like, say less. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you you, you not question about her beauty. Nah. Here's how you really go. Like, damn. Why are you here all alone? When you could be at home where you belong in my arms, cuddling and snuggling and Say you love me Um, (laughs) No don't do that No but seriously for the fifth time This is what you do You go up to her You look her in the eyes And you be like hey I would like to Take you out sometime And I mean separate Not where all these people Are trying to be cool and like I mean I want to take you out And get you in a real Place A real environment where you're not trying to be defiant Where you're not trying to be impressed You're not trying to test me out I just want to get to know you And she's like "Hmm, I gotta respect your approach But I kinda like to Have a little fun before I do that um, And you're like To me that is fun because this isn't fun. A bunch of people pretending to be interesting when they're not. A bunch of people, you know, just passing HIV to each other. Like, I don't want to do that to you. Not tonight, at least. Because um, if we get it, I want us to get it together. Everything we do in our lives is supposed to be together. And then she's like, oh, well, Jesus. Um, <laughs> she's like, this guy's about to kill me. I like, I kind of like it. <laughs> but you just tell her like, hey, you know, I want I want to actually feel what you have to offer. And most importantly, I want to listen to what matters to you. And not tell you what I think matters to you. Not tell you what matters to me. I actually want to feel what matters to you. Not what you say matters. I want to feel what matters to you. And then you touch your fingertips. You touch your fingertips. And you say hey. Wherever you want to go. Point me in that direction. And then when she fails to make a point. You uh, point her to your dick. Um, (laughs) Because you know. You're a leader of people. Um, (laughs) Sometimes you got to lead people in the direction. When they don't know where they wanna go, that's what a true leader is. So yeah, because look, it's the inevitable. You didn't go there just to, you know, reconnect. like, no, you wanted to reinvent the sex wheel. (laughs) Give her that wheel of fortune. Uh, And that's how you go bankrupt. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's called real bondage. (laughs) BDSM sucks anyways It's so overrated Like why, why do I gotta sit here And put a ball gag In your fucking mouth to make you feel stimulated Why do I gotta tie you up Why Why do I got to Spank you with a flog Is that what it's called a flog Yeah it's like It's like the little like Thing it feels like a percussion instrument, to be honest. And boy, you're beating the drum out of something. Um. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no. I feel like if you got to do all that just to get a little rise, you probably got some real trauma on you, to be honest. But hey, no one wants to talk about that. I feel like, honestly, now like everyone is in this competition to be into more crazier stuff than someone else, thinking that makes them more interesting. People think their sex kinks makes them interesting. People think the less respect they have in the bedroom, the more interesting and the more people will be into them. It's like, oh yeah? I want to be tied upside down, punched in the face. You could call me whatever you want. And then they're going to have the audacity two hours later be like, well, you still need to respect my opinion and my values. It's like, yeah, you know. It's hard to respect someone when I just shit it in your mouth um, and call the toaster scramble, baby, because all I do is eat eggs. <laughs> it's like, sorry, like, I know it doesn't. I know you're supposed to separate the bedroom to real life, but that's just not realistic. Like... You can't, well, maybe you can But realistically You can't Call your wife You fucking slut ass Whore, turn that Turn that booty around And let me remind you Who The real Breadwinner is um, <laughs> That would be the weirdest thing to say There's certain words you just can't say during sex When you're up It's like, you want some breadwinner dick <laughs> <laughs> uh and it, well, that would be like her like oh you want some dishwasher coochie? <laughs> uh, uh not the fabric softener I was looking for, but um <laughs> uh but yeah. The main thing for the young men out there, watch out for these girls that use air on their coochie. It is a death sentence to your breathing. It is the death sentence to itchy noses? Like you have an itchy nose for four days. You will actually think you may have like mouth herpes. That's how scared you get. <laughs> you would have thought I said I do have mouth herpes? I must admit, I'm like a, I'm like the Magic Johnson announcement. And everyone, I'm retiring from podcasting because I have mouth herpes. And I get my whole ceremony, I disappear for years, and now I become richer than ever. Makes no sense. Someone I'm supposed to die from, and I'm living better than ever. Which no one would no one wants to talk about that is. Magic Johnson fucked some dudes in the ass. Uh, You know? Oh, that's not the only way to get AIDS. It's like, yeah, but back then, more than likely. And besides, his name is Magic. Johnson. All right. <laughs> <laughs> everyone was having gay sex during that time. It was the 80s. Well, not everyone, but everyone that in those environments where there's cocaine, cocaine, lots of, lots of shit. Like, you don't think, like, you don't think Maggie Johnson... Was having gay sex? That's my theory. I don't know. He just seems like a guy Like likes I don't, I'm not going to say it. Um, even though, ironically, his wife's name's Cookie, um, <laughs> I guess uh, the cookie wasn't too good to munch on. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess the cookie gave him insomnia. All right. Because uh, he's sleeping on it. Fuck him. Um, Oh Jesus, Clint! This was tough. <laughs> this is a, this is a rough one. It's all right. That's why I do this on my off days. It's amazing when people are like, oh no, oh you. Yeah. It's like if you have what they. I love when people try to break down the hours at, like oh. You always got time. We all have the same 24 hours. If you sleep for eight, you work for 12 hours, that means you still got four hours to do whatever the fuck you want to do. It's like, technically, it comes to the expense of something, though. Um, <laughs> like, it's like, yes, technically, I have four hours to do something. Do I have four hours to do something good? Not really. Um, because of what what they also don't take it's like the last hour and a half before you go to sleep, I mean, you're basically done for, like, you got nothing, you're basically just awake out of, I don't know what it's called, like, you're basically just awake out of sport at that point, it is just a dying process, you're basically on your deathbed before you go to bed, um, but yeah, no, like, yeah, I hate, uh, fuck me, um, Yeah, I don't know, just when you go out and you want to role play with your lady, if she wants to, you know, pretend to be other people and pretend you don't know each other and be in a uh, place where you two pretend not to know each other and you kind of just conversate with everyone else but each other to build the tension, some people call it a workplace, but I we call it uh marriage building um <laughs> <laughs> sorry a little hair got in there um yeah uh but look hypothetically i do feel that a trans person would give the absolute most insane booty hole. Because, one, the craziest part is you wouldn't even know, is this the booty? Or what to, or what was there prior? It's, it's almost like a fun game. Like if you were blindfolded. And you wouldn't even know. They're like, alright, is this this or that? And then you take a guess like that. And then it's like this survey. Then they to do like some study. And then it'll be some pro trans argument to be like, see, seventy-four percent of dudes didn't even know if they were in the booty hole or the pussy. So that's a way to keep the movement moving. RuPaul is dragging this race. Alright. <laughs> um <laughs> which about? I don't know. I know no one wants to say it, but RuPaul just looks like a dried out raisin, like no wrinkles, but with like no wrinkles. Like this dude got the anti-aging cream in his bald head. That thing looks like a smooth peanut nougat. Like when he has the glasses on, he kind of looks like the when they try to make the M and Ms kind of kinky when they have like the seductive female M and M yeah he's Eminem, I guess that's why I got out of that <laughs> I'm a fucker. all right um I guess I'm gonna be um I feel like that community is gonna come and like trash my house they're gonna show they're gonna show up to my job and start protesting fire like they're basically gonna force my job to fire me and be like outside and they're gonna be like wait that has a podcast? <laughs> and then I'm gonna then it's gonna make big news. It's gonna make worldwide news. And then my podcast is gonna be bigger than ever. I'm gonna be going on these conservative talk shows that I don't even believe in, and they're gonna make me famous, but like, yeah, you know, hey, you know, maybe you guys are on some. And then I'm gonna get a big deal from Fox News for like 20 million dollars. And then, you know, at that point, you know, uh, me and George Bush, we're going to be a, uh, well, what, what do you say? Um, fool me once. <laughs> he says, fool me once. Can't fool me again. <laughs> fool me twice. And you're fooled. <laughs> says some dumb shit he said. Uh, but hey, you can throw all the shoes you want at me if I'm getting paid $20 mil a year. I don't give a fuck. Um, because this whole thing is an inside job. To make money. <laughs> and I'm gambling the future of this podcast by doing this episode because this was garbage. <laughs> and that's why I don't take it out. Um. <laughs> uh, but I'll take myself out right now. Not kill myself, even though there's worse alternatives out there. If you want to kill yourself, I'm not promoting it. But I trust Like you know If you want to believe In a higher being God made you The way you are God made you To have flawed judgment And he made you To trust your judgment And I trust your judgment Maybe God's speaking to you And be like Hey you know what It's the end Of the road And You boy You will never Turn into men Because you're only 15 Um (laughs) okay alright that was episode 192 of the Off and Beat podcast with Clint Nelson I'm your host Clint Nelson and I say this with such hesitancy because I don't even know if I want to repeat my name over and over that I actually did this shit Um, but yeah don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe don't share this episode at all actually (laughs) not this episode (laughs) share like the previous three episodes but this one just play it for 10 minutes, count it as a play, and move on with your day. Like, I do not expect you to positively spread this episode. Please don't. Um, but I don't believe, I'm I'm a believer that even when you do something that's not great, you do it anyways. Um, because I do not feel like recording another episode. <laughs> And I got to keep it moving. See, because honestly, because the, you can't focus on everything meeting a standard every time. You got to get like, you know what? Sometimes, hey, it's not it's not going to be great every time. And that's OK. You still put it out and you just keep moving. Because then the second you're like, oh, I'm not going to put this one out. Then what happens? Every time you do, you're going to hesitate where to put it out. You're going to overthink and all that shit. And sometimes you just got to be like, hey, you know what? Gotta keep it moving. Um, hey, like well, a client, spreading the good word. Ah, spreading the good word of this. De- All right, um, and Jesus, oh Jesus. You know, did Jesus have, like, you would think of Jesus if he could create? Actually, no. There was something I was thinking about earlier. So, like. If Jesus is really in charge of creating all of us, God made us just the way we're supposed to be made, right? Then wouldn't he actually make us perfect? Because why would you have a bunch of flawed people causing harm in the world if all he wants is good? Wouldn't he make everyone good? If it's really his divine purpose world that he created when he, if he's actually in charge of making everyone who they're supposed to be, wouldn't he make everyone perfect, or as perfect as can be, where at least they're not causing bodily harm, where at least they're not causing harm to the greater good of the people? Hey, that's probably one of the more logical things I've said this episode. I'm like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, walk this way. Um, <laughs> and I would walk on water, but you know, I don't want to rock the boat. All right. All right. Fuck it. Have a good one. God damn nice. Uh, tippy toe. Uh, oh, jeez.